Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Recruiting Animal here on October 7, 2015. October 7, 2015. You know, I took a lot of flack this week for a very short posting that I put on Facebook, and it was called, Are Corporate Recruiters Dumb? All I did was point out two things. Number one, a recent guest on this show told us that 40%... Four zero percent of the recruiters she sees in high-profile companies that she's working in as a consultant, they don't know what sourcing is. They think it's sorting resumes. That's what she said. Second point, recently I saw a big thought leader, a universally recognized thought leader, tell the glass door summit and you know glassdoor is really hot and cool lately she told their summit that 50 percent of recruiters five zero percent of corporate recruiters don't know what their employment brand is you know and (laughs) articles about employment branding have been appearing in my twitter feed every single day for the past five years so i was a bit surprised to hear that. And I wondered out loud, you know, what it meant about corporate recruiters. The first response I got just said that, hey, a lot of agency, (laughs) sorry, a lot of agency recruiters are dumb too. In other words, you're just as dumb as me. And hey, I won't argue about that. But then there were other people who said, animal, I'm not dumb. Just look at all the fantastic things I do. Okay, but my sources didn't say that everybody was dumb or ignorant, just a large minority, right? Other people argued that sourcing and branding, they aren't important issues. If you're with a company that gets a lot of applicants, what do you need to know about sourcing for, eh? I mean, (laughs) they don't. Okay, fine. Anyway, I'll go through just a few more. Other people said that in a large organization, recruiters have to work so many job orders that they don't have time to stay well-informed. They're being let down by their management. And a whole bunch of people accused me of posting garbage. That was their response. It didn't matter to them that two reliable consultants said that a large minority of recruiters were unaware of commonplace (laughs) ideas. Sorry, I can't help but laugh. Actually, here's the funny thing. One of my own sources, the super thought leader, she got mad at me as well. She said that she didn't accuse recruiters of being ignorant or dumb. She just told them that if they 
don't know what their corporate brand is, they shouldn't feel bad because they're not alone. 50% of recruiters don't know. And I see her point. If you're delivering bad news <laughs> to your customers, why not do it with a smiley face, right? But this isn't a show with a smiley face. It's a show with a laughing face. And Jerry, Jerry, can you tell us what show is this? The Recruiting Animal say thank you for having me as a regular sidekick on the show i know that it's not technically half my show but people feel like it is and i just wanted to say thank you for letting me do what i do uh-huh. it's exactly. my one part of my week where i get to talk to real people uh-huh. it's great hey. Yeah, we are real here, Jerry. We're real. That's what everybody has to know. Get real with it, yeah. People were giving me a hate on yesterday all over. Oh, you deserved it, dude. You can't say that stuff, man. You just can't. What are you? You're you're turning into like a tabloid deal over there, man. Really? I mean, pretty soon you're going to be showing pictures of. Two-headed uh, ponies and stuff, and different circus clowns, and I mean, I, it don't doesn't make sense to me anymore. The direction, don't the direction you've chosen, is bad. Okay, great. Before we, was no song today. Before we interview Derek, we've got a, a, a past, an alumnus, a past guest of the show. He oh. asked me if he could come on. His name is Rasheen Carbon. And he's going to talk about People, the exciting new app that lets you judge everybody. Okay, Rasheen, are you there? I'm here, Animal. Okay, so Rasheen, first just tell people who you are in real life very quickly. Sure, I'm the CMO of the Job talk Search louder. app Inspire. Talk louder. I'm the CMO of the Job Search app Inspire. Your Twitter handle is at NSP Hire. NSP yeah. hire. Okay, and why did you come here today? Not people, you're usually running away from me. They don't request to come on the show. What was your logic? Animal, I was reading the Washington Post online, and I saw this article about this app, People, and I thought, this is definitely going to get somebody fired or prevent them from getting a job. This app lets you judge people in a number of categories romantically, uh, 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 work professionally, uh, personality. I don't know. There's about five categories. And she said, one of the founders who was talking about it, she said, Recruit, recruiters are going to go to your profile. They'll see what recommendations uh, are there from your professional colleagues, and they will recruit you based on that. And here's the thing. They cannot be anonymous. Profession. No, 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 no. The- don't do that. I know what you're professional. Well, is that Amy Alla? Wow. Somebody talking to her? Okay, go well, ahead. First, so, first, we should say that the app isn't out yet. They're supposed to release it in November. Um, hmm. Secondly, you have to have an established Facebook account, and you must be 21 and use your real name in order to review people. Obviously, that's 
that's not going to prevent people from posting fake profiles. Uh, first of all, here's a few questions. Number one, is anybody going to have the guts to give someone a negative rating? I don't think so. Okay. Secondly, can you sue someone if they give you a negative rating? We got to speak to a lawyer about that. They must have done so. But I just wonder about hold that. On, uh, Derek. Uh, can you hold on a second? I've got an emergency. Yeah, okay. Go ahead. Derek. Derek, yep. are you there? Okay, I'm you on the phone over here. God. <laughs> you've used, Derek, you, you've used Yelp, which, which lets you rate restaurants and all kinds of services. Before the show started, you were telling me, you know, that it was a hot thing when it came out, but it's really died down. It's, it's People aren't really using it anymore. Is that true? I don't know using it as much as they used to because it's not as valid of a, a tool as it used to be. Um, it's the same thing as apartment raters. Any of these rating programs can be can be abused. Uh, people can make up fake accounts, uh, put themselves on, so on and so forth. I mean, you can I, you can even do that with Facebook. I mean, I can make a, another Facebook account off a different computer or a different IP address, and then just be a troll. Well, the problem with all rating sites is it's self-selecting, right? So it's only the people who really love something or really hate something that are going to weigh in. Clout. Clout was hot Clout, for a yeah. few months as well. No, nobody pays attention to it anymore. Huh? Does anybody? No, you know, not at all. You know? Okay. Anything else to say about this? Or you can sing a song to close off if you want to, Rasheen. Uh, she's already backed away from a lot of the stuff that she said in the initial article. She's saying that now it won't it all it'll all be about positivity. There won't be any negative comments. And our response to that is, well what's the point of it then? How is yeah, it helpful to me? Yeah, it's flop before it started. Although Facebook is finally gonna put a thumbs down in, I heard, right? That's right, yeah. Okay. You're welcome to stay if you want to learn something, but otherwise, see online, okay? Moving okay. over right now to our good friend, Der Diver, at D-E-R-D-I-V-E-R. Derek Zeller, you are an IT recruiter from a large company. We're not going to mention the name for your benefit, but are, <laughs> you, still, are you still a part-time bartender? No, I'm not a part-time bartender anymore. No? I no, I was just helping out a friend in one of the restaurants. This Derek. whole new animal thing, this tabloid direction that he's doing with the what Facebook, this over this that. over control on the show now. Okay. I'm telling you. He must have hired like a personal life coach or something. Have you hired a life coach animal no. that's making all these changes? No. No. Let me you talk, sure? will you? Let me talk. I'll have to mute you. I've done it before. Okay, relationship recruiting. Uh, we've had people on here who said it's very important to build relationships with the people they're working with, especially their clients. I assume for you as an in-house recruiter, that would be your hiring managers. And, uh, you know, Jeff Chapnick, who was on it, uh, a few months ago, he said he never leaves a meeting with one of his clients without hugging them. Are you that kind of recruiter? No. You don't hug? I hug, but I don't hug managers. No, why not? Uh, well, because I'm actually virtual, so I'm not oh, really in the okay. office. I'm not really talking to managers right now. I'm doing full-time sourcing. Uh, do you send them emoticons or anything like that? No, I like to pretty much keep it professional. Do you read resumes on your phone? I have in the past, but it's not a normality, no. Employment brand. I heard at the Glassdoor Summit, you heard me say it, that 50% of corporate recruiters don't know what their employment brand is. Do you agree? That's an interesting. I, I don't know. I'm not not really. I don't think so. Do you know what your employment brand is? Yes. What is it? 
Uh, well, I work with Inside the Cleared Space, so uh, my employment brand is that we help support government customers that have uh, high levels of clearance within with Microsoft skill sets. Okay. That's it? Amy, yeah, is that much. good? Amy, was that a good statement? You you work for the same company. Well, it, wanna... it depends on, I mean, so we have an overall brand, which is to empower people to do more, right? That's our tagline. But what Derek does is so completely different than what I do. What my team does is we enable customers to um, seamlessly purchase products and services. So it's, it's just, it depends on where you are in the company. A company our size cannot possibly have one single Okay, but do you know that, that, is, blo- that is blowing my mind right now. I just wanted to know. This is like an issue. Okay, but here's it the is. thing. Why is it an issue? Tell me why this is important and valuable, and we can talk about it. Oh, you tell me then. It's not important? I, I don't think uh, knowing a, a broad, you know, all-encompassing brand is important. I think it's important to be able to have a one-on-one conversation with a developer and how working here in this job is going to impact his personal career. He could probably care less about the the overall, you know, arching Okay, I got behind, the message. You know, Let's pick up shift. the pace. Let's pick up right, the pace. Right, or even better have a good talk about what that team is like. Whether you know the culture is a subset of the company culture. That's where you really want to drill down. Talk about the unit he's working with or she's There's a Burger King that's near my house that has a B rating. I'm pretty sure the employment brand of Burger King is not bad food with a B rating. That's half the problem. A big company, the employment brand of Burger King or working here, whatever they're promising, is not the same. Here's your Whopper fast. The, the small team matters. That's the problem with employment brand. It only works for small companies with a lot of press for trying to hire other people. Thank you, Jim Durbin. That is Jim, I assume. I'm not sure because I can actually hear him for the first time. Derek, Career Builder said that half oh. of employers know of someone in an interview is going to be hired five minutes into that interview. After five minutes, yep. they know if they're going to move the person ahead. Is that true for you? No. No? Why not? Sometimes we have to do some digging, especially when you're talking with somebody with, with inside the IT field. Uh, I can give you level 100 questions. If you can answer them, that's great, but I'm expecting you to. When I get to the 200 or 300 level questions, that's when I'm really going to be able to dig in and find out what level of uh, knowledge you have with inside that technology. Can yeah. I add my thoughts on it? Yeah, go ahead. I think a better way to uh, to to convey that thought is Within the first five minutes, the manager has decided whether they're going to spend the rest of the interview trying to confirm that you're the one they want to hire or to prove that you're not who they want. I think a decision is made in five minutes. Not a hiring decision, but a, hey, I really want this person. I hope he turns out to be the right guy. Or, I don't like this guy, and I'm going to prove that he is not qualified. Let's Actually, do a general, survey. expand on that. Uh, from a Did resume I get an amen write-up? on that? From a write-up from the recruiter and a resume, I know a lot of managers that think exactly like that going into the interview, saying, I really hope this guy is what yeah. he is on his resume. Or the, yeah, I'll interview this guy, but I don't think he's got what we're after. Yeah, but that's based on the, how strong the recruiter's relationship is with their hiring manager. If I give somebody, if I keep continuously send people that are really awesome, they get used to saying, yeah, this person is definitely... Mm-hmm. I wouldn't maybe hire, maybe talk to the person, but Derek thinks they're worth talking to, so I'm going to talk to him. There you go. 
Let's get a reality check from the other people on the line. There's lots of recruiters here. Who makes a decision in five minutes? Anybody? Yes or no? A lot of hiring managers do that, yes. And, really? And How do you know? I can tell. You can tell when you when you submit a candidate, their instant response is, no, nah, I'm not interested. You know, I really don't want – I get pushback. Um, if they still interview that candidate, sometimes they change their minds. So, yes, they do have that initial concern when they see either a write-up or a resume – Whatever you're, you're submitting, yeah, it's called and the first impression, change. animal. I'm sure that they well, have those in Canada too. Well, what 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 Michael Cox is talking about now is a pre-impression, and Derek was talking about that as well. He said if if the uh, if the uh, recruiter's got a halo effect with the with the hiring manager, he'll go in positive. Michael Cox, we're talking once the interview actually starts. Is the decision made mm-hmm. in the first five minutes? A lot of the yeah, time. it absolutely can be, and I see that happen a lot, but. That can also change, and don't think that your initial impression is just in that first face-to-face meeting. Mm. It happens well before that. When? When, when, when you see the write-up, when you see the resume, when you see the what has been submitted. Yeah. Uh, by the when recruiter. you see the crappy font that they used, or the multiple different blocks of uh, yeah, it, it's happening all the time. And okay. you, you get that even when a. a a sales manager or a sales director looks at a resume and says there are too many misspellings on here. And you, you, if you believe that that candidate is 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 worthy of a face-to-face interview, you have to push back on that. I'm can, not I ask a question here? Can, ask a, can I ask a related question? Go ahead. Is the agency recruiter, or maybe even the internal recruiter, are we supposed to correct a couple of typos? Or are we supposed to put the person through as they are? Because isn't that our job? No. If somebody uses bad grammar, do you, do you fix grammar? Exactly. Why would we lie about the quality of our candidates just to get a fee? I'm so with you, Jerry. No, I'm I'm asking the question. <laughs> Seriously, uh, one of my recruiters, and I'm not going to name names. Um, our customer had them do like a, a questionnaire, a specific technical questionnaire and half of the person's answers were run on sentences missed capitalizations and punctuations so my recruiter was telling me yeah i'm I'm going to get that over to you a little bit later this morning i'm just fixing some grammar and some typos i'm like no you're not i want to see it send it to me the way it is oh well it looks bad are we supposed to fix that for these people um that's a side question but no, Jerry, I've got an opinion. Let me ask you a question. Are those essential things, like Amy just said, knowing your employment brand, or Jim said it as well, those aren't I- I- essential things, uh, these broad, vapid statements. But this stuff, is it related to the job? Does it mean the person is of you know, uneducated? It is. It's, it's who the person is, and it is their skill set, their, their, their communication and mastery of language and Word documents. I mean, it is the person. It's it's people are making like a manager uh, errors. Hold on, who's over talking? Writing code all day. I, I'm not right. going to really trouble too much. Okay, so Amy, somebody who maybe English Amy. isn't their first language, misspelled the word. Okay, great. No, and I'm not hold it. Well, nice miscategorization. Well, I'm talking um, uh, multiple instances of someone showing that they cannot write, that they use. Uh, piss poor skills in a written documentation. Is the recruiter 
supposed to and or allowed to and accepted to change all that and not tell the next person that you're sending it to. So the next person's going to think, boy, this person really knows how to write well. Whether they're a coder or they're not, are you allowed to uh, constructively change in whole what someone passes on to you? Derek, do you have an answer? Derek. Yeah, thinking, man. It's a, it's okay. A, Amy I gave have her an answer. answer. Somebody else wanted to say There's something. There's a better answer who than else? I do. I have who's, who an answer. Else? You know and I have an answer. Amy's got an answer. I think it's appropriate to go back to the candidate and say, hey, listen, this is what this is the one document that's going to represent you to the hiring manager. I reviewed it. I've noticed some grammatical errors, some things that maybe don't shine the best light on you. Why don't you take a second look at this? Why don't you, you know, see if you want to make any changes to it and send it back to me? Okay. And then the ball's Good back answer. in their court. Good answer. Jim Durbin. Jim Durbin. Got an opinion? Mm, no. Anybody He's else? Alejandro? Alejandro? That's a knockout. That's a knockout for me. If someone's writing cold code all day and they're leaving out apostrophes and leaving off periods and can't format a resume, how are they going to write code properly? Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I'll, I'll help somebody with resume formatting. Well, I'll, I'll help somebody that might not know about the resume. But what is it that why is why do they get mad when you fix a resume or, or fix or prepare someone for an interview, which is the same thing? Why do they get mad? Because their hiring processes are flawed, and they're hoping to filter out bad candidates. It's just a fear of risk. But altering code is a huge issue because that's the job. It's like hiring a marketer and having them put somebody else's work in because that's what you're doing. There's a difference between their job and the interview. We're trying to help them get through the interview because the interview isn't the job. Acknowledging that, though, proves that our hiring processes are flawed, which nobody wants to say. Okay. They also shows the person was too dumb to go hire someone to write her resume for her. Okay. Anybody My else? Favorite word lately. Dumb. <laughs> that's yeah, not fair. Right. There are plenty of people who aren't good at that. Okay, that's a good I can't point though, because play, how do we know that they employee. didn't have somebody write the resume for them, or they didn't hire a professional to do the resume? So you can hey, be right. looking at this resume that's perfect and polished. Right, Amy. So then, when the manager says, "Hey, here are ten questions about SQL and and data warehousing." Please have your candidate answer these questions. And when that comes back, not redone by a professional resume writer or career coach, and you see that they don't even know that a, a new paragraph should start here or there, run on sentences, words mistyped, bad spelling, that's the real person. Are we okay. to correct that or not? Well, you already answered your question. Does anybody else want to talk about that before I move on? All right. Thanks Go. for giving me the platform, Animal. Yeah, okay. You're welcome, Jerry. I liked it. It was a good question. Strategic uh-huh. hiring. This is a question for you know from, from Amy Alla, Derek. You have a chance to disagree with her, okay? Have you, ever, really have you ever got an interview for someone you thought would be good for your company, even though there was no opening for that person at the time? Oh, yeah. I'm in the really? process tell, of that right now. Tell us the story. Uh, we have a person that came in. Uh, it's a, it, They're a cyber person, um, pretty high level, which is something we normally don't hire. But because of their background and what they could basically bring to the table from a customer standpoint and expanding the footprint into one of our customers that we already have, 
uh, we're looking at possibly bringing this person on and, and forming an actual position for them. Uh-huh. Strategic hiring. Okay. Is, is anybody else – I guess you have company in order to take on extra people that you didn't plan on. Anybody else had any experience doing that besides Amy and Derek? Just seeing, hey, this is a good person. I'm going to get my hiring manager to consider bringing this person on now, even though there's no job for her. Anybody else? No, just the people from the giant firm. Okay, scanning profiles. I'm going to mention a name, although I'm almost scared to do so these days. Allison Cruz is an up-and-coming thought leader, and she said that the new normal is for LinkedIn profiles to be not barely looked at at all by the recruiter before they wham out an in-mail to the uh, potential candidate. Do you think that's the norm? She said that's the new normal. Do you agree with her, Derek, Durdiver, Zeller? Um, maybe for a junior recruiter. I don't think it's the norm. I think it's something that no. people are trying. No, apparently uh, young Kim, who posts every day responses from uh, people uh, to terrible in-mails or emails they're getting from recruiters, he says it's rampant. Anybody else want to comment on that? Derek, he, he made a statement, but he didn't seem very certain about it. Anybody else? Is there a lot of garbage uh, emails going out to programmers, for instance, to recruit them that is turning them against any kind of approach? Anybody got a comment? No. Okay. Okay. Is there something that I'm not hitting? I don't seem to have bringing the show, be bringing the show alive today. It doesn't have a spark. Maybe you're too laid back. Derek, you know, you're a bartender who's just supposed to listen to what people say. Can you contribute a little life to the show? Help me out. Me and Jerry down in the beginning of the thing, and then we just both kind of just pulled back. We were talking about stuff that wasn't relevant. Is there something, do you have a burning issue you want to talk about that I'm not touching upon? Yeah, let's bring up let's bring up my old friend Mike Astringer. What's going on with you? Two? I don't forget him. We talked. Well, let's talk about, about Frederick him. Shelton. <laughs> no, no. Okay, look. Okay, come on, I'll man. You. Let's get let's go tabloid stuff, dude. That's your big hit lately. <laughs> Frederick Shelton. Talk about hey. the ignorant incompetence of corporate recruiters. Of course, the only two that have actually created strategic hiring opportunities oh, happen to goodness. be corporate recruiters. But we can go down that path if you'd like. I yeah, did. If you would have listened to the introduction, Amy, I handled it already. I gave our boy here a chance to comment. Didn't have much to say. Okay? Here's something that our friend down under, Greg Savage, made a big deal about. If you have a long waiting period between the different stages of the hiring process and you're not getting any news from the hiring managers, that, you know, they're just silent, do you stay in touch <sighs> with your candidate? Greg Savage says, no news is news for the candidate. Derek Zeller, is it true? 100% true. And, so how uh, often do you get in touch with somebody who's in the process? I usually talk to them at least once a week. Uh-huh. Work. Yeah. It's, if I'm not getting feedback from the manager, uh, yeah, well, before when I was working on site, I'd walk down to their office and find out why. Mm-hmm. We Can have I a, add something? Go ahead. Of course, Sherry. Love when we talk. <laughs> it's important to know whether you're an internal person, agency, what have you. The key is make sure your candidate and customer 
everybody involved know knows what the process is, what the timelines are, because otherwise, if they're just left guessing, if you tell a candidate, hey, it's going to be at a minimum a week before we can get all of our notes together and get back with you, they're not going to spend the first five days of that week wondering what's going on, what's going on. They're going to know. So you set up the process to where everybody has a timeline expectation because half half of the the whole mystery of feedback and what they think and what's happening next you can knock that out from the beginning as long as you okay. know what's going on. Okay, that's good in theory, Jerry. But what if not you've got in a high theory? It's what I do. It's not what theory. If, what if you've got God. a hiring manager? You've got a hiring manager yep. who says, "Look, recruiter. Look, yep. Derek. I want yep. to see." Three good candidates. Three. Okay. When, when did he so, tell you that? He or she. There's a lot of females in management now. Okay. She I just want to say he has it like a like a regular way to talk about it, but I mean he tells you or when she. You get the wreck. Okay. Yeah. At the intake session, I'm using corporate recruiting intake, lingo. Intake okay? recruitment. Oh, yeah. God. Okay. So at the intake session, she says, yep. "Look, Derek, I want yep. to see three people. Okay. Don't send me one at a time." So you, the first day out, you get a good candidate, but your stupid hiring manager doesn't want to see that candidate, and so you have to slog around. No, 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 no. Well, you've got the. No, no, no that doesn't matter. You've already got the problem by agreeing to send three people at one time. Do you, do you go tell the doctor how it's going down? Does he? Do you tell your accountant what's going to happen? No, they know what they're doing, and the accountant or the lawyer or the recruiter says, "Hey, three at one time is probably going to be difficult. When we find somebody, we're going to get them plugged in right away. Let's work that way." Derek, you, you just take all this stuff like they tell you, and you do it. Who's the professional? I part with my manager. A lot has changed since you got out of recruiting, animal. I'm telling a lot. Derek, now Derek. we're able to offer input. Yeah, we partner with our managers. I, I, they don't tell me I want three people at the same time. They say I want three resumes. Does. What I give them, but it's not going to come at the exact same time. Okay, Derek. Okay, within are a twenty-four tell- to forty-eight hour period. Second, Derek, are you telling us that if you're, uh, as a general rule, if your hiring manager sees somebody good, they're always ready to pounce, even if it's the first candidate. They never say, "Go out and get me a few more. I want some people I can compare to this person." Oh, sure, they've done that. And I'm saying that's fine, but why don't we set up this person right now okay. and get them going? Because you know especially what? in. Why do, I have to, why do I have to explain everything, okay? Look, people out there. I didn't mean you, dude. What are you talking about? Look at this. Okay, so you bring in Joe Schmo. You yeah. recruit him on day one. He comes in on day two. Then you're out to, your, your hiring manager isn't ready to make a decision because you haven't brought in the other candidates to compare, and you're having a hard time finding other qualified people okay so joe doesn't know when it's going to happen you can't give him a schedule like jerry says oh, yes you can dude i do it on, it's what we do come on, let me hold it let me carry this one for a second i can absolutely if it's a, i mean we've been working on some really tough to find positions my managers are ready to go they know because they've been trained over the years because they're smart that there aren't a lot of people that do that particular type of role. So they are going to jump on somebody right away. Yeah, they'd love to see like 50 resumes of the same person in the same, to get it like a, a different flavor, 
But when you are dealing with specific types of people and specific types of roles, I'm not talking about a waiter or a waitress or a dishwasher. I'm talking about high-level people. Then, yes, they'll move quickly. Okay. Anybody else want to help me take my side or well, oppose person, me? Well, Animal, we can't help you because you're wrong, okay? A candidate is either a higher or a no higher. Either we are, I don't care if it's the first, I don't care if it's the tenth. If this is the person who passed all our criteria, who can do the job, who fits the team, blah, 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 make an offer and let's get on with it. We're not going to sit right. here and eeny, meeny, miny, mo. We're going to make an offer. But Amy, Animal is acting as if he would have no idea what to say to this candidate that is the first candidate in the pipeline. As where I'd tell the guy, hey, Joe, um, you're lucky. A lot of times, a recruiter's going to call you after everything's already happened and try to squeeze you in on the back end after they've already decided who they want to hire. In this case, we're on the front end. It's going to be a couple weeks here. You're the first guy being even introduced here. So hang with me. It'll take a couple weeks. What's wrong with that? So you we can't, need to lie you can't tell somebody what's going on? We can't God. lie and say, listen, I know this is the dumbest thing ever, but this is a bad hiring manager who doesn't understand hiring. I'm not competent enough to convince them to change their mind. So do you mind taking on a little extra pressure and sticking around because these guys don't know what they're doing? We don't want to say that, so we go, this is part of the process. But we know the truth. The manager's incompetent, and we're not good enough to tell the manager to go take a flying jump because it's our job to put someone in front of them. So I don't necessarily that. agree that the manager's incompetent, though, Jim. If the person in front of them can do the job and they want to see others to make themselves feel good, that makes them incompetent. Either they don't trust us because we haven't done a good job, or they're not capable of actually filtering, which means it's all big gamble for them anyway. But sometimes our customers need to interview three of our people to prove to INS that they couldn't find a qualified local person and they have to hire an H-1B. So they're incompetent in talking about uh, yeah. to solve that problem. Let me go to Alejandro. Is Alejandro still on the line? Is Alejandro still on the line? rolls downhill. Is sure. Alex, is Alex there? Yeah. Alex, yes, yes, yes. Have you ever worked on a search, you know, that wasn't wrapped up in the first week? And yet, you know, it was a retainer. I don't like that question. Hold on a second. It's not what we're saying. <laughs> Hold on a second. And and it's a retained search. They want to see. They want to see. You know, I think on a retained search, they usually want to see more than one candidate. I'm in a hundred percent agreement that if you get a good person in there, don't leave them out hanging for someone else to recruit them. Hire them right away. But that's not how it happens all the time. These searches drag out. You know, they have to have a panel with five people on it, and you can't get those five people in the same city at the same time. This happens every day, and Jerry should know because people are crying about it on his Facebook group all the time. Alex, has that ever happened to you? And if so, how do you manage a candidate during that time? If that hasn't happened to anyone listening, they haven't been recruiting long enough. Yay! <laughs> But, dude, Animal, here's the word that you need to give your guy since you're retained. Your candidate needs to know that he's being, quote, and this is the key word, shortlisted. They know that. They know you that. Said, they were shortlisted. Hey, honey, I was shortlisted. Let's go out to dinner. What's your favorite said, dress that I like? I was shortlisted today. You Man. still manage the timeline. You still manage the process. That's part of it. Animal does it. 
That's doing our job to solve the problems of both candidates and hiring managers. But let's admit that the problem is the candidates and the hiring managers. Telling them that we're shortlisting managing them is, is a game. Yep, managing managing expectations to get them past their ego because we're afraid to tell them the truth, which is, you're being an idiot, Bill. You should just hire and quit wasting my time. I want to hear from Alejandro. I don't we can't admit that. Our goal is to get them past their inadequacies. So telling them they're shortlisted or there's a long <laughs> process is basically saying, isn't that true? Listen, I want yeah, to hear dude, what I was just giving you some of the tips, man. That's yeah, what you're saying. I want to hear oh, from Alejandro. So I'm not putting myself <laughs> above it. I want What's to hear from question? Alex. Alex, yes. so when, when this is dragging out, you know, there's three VPs, and they have to be in the same room and give a panel interview to this person, and you can't coordinate them. It's just dragging out, and they won't give you a date. Uh, how long how, – how are you maintaining your relationship with your candidate? This, don't forget, this started off with, with Greg Savage from Australia, who does not like me, by the way, but I'm willing to bring his issue forward. He says – no news is news for the candidate. How can you call the candidate and say, I haven't heard anything. Another week's gone by. Yeah, they're not telling me anything. Oh, you know, they're having some admin problems. What are you doing? Greg Savage wouldn't have mentioned it if he hadn't experienced it, I assume. Alex, what do you do? How should a person handle it? Well, part of the problem is if you have no news. Who's Alex? Because Alejandro. Steve, Steve, I- Steve. Steve Levy calls him Alex, and I. Oh, well, if Levy does it, well, Steve Levy is a friendly guy. Everybody loves him, so I, I want to use his. Inter- yeah, inter- I've had my run-ins with him, but I won't get into it here. The problem is if you have no news, if you if you know the process being held up, you should have a reason why. You should know what the reason is. Yeah, like you just said, if you've got to get three VPs who are you know from different regions in the same room, that's the reason. You, there's no news is you, a signal to you that you're losing control of the process. Hey, animal, uh-huh. I'm going to give yeah. you I'm going to give you a key question that you can use with your customers who do this. It's the, hey, obviously something's changed here, comma, no period, period. What is it? Question mark. And then you shut up. Oh, nothing's changed. Oh, okay. We talked two weeks ago. You were going to have him in there last week, so that's kind of a change. So what's going on? Ask. What's happening? What's uh-huh. changed? Uh-huh. Man, okay. I, I just don't understand recruiters right. that just yeah. can't mm-hmm. ask their damn customer what's going on. Mm. Do you, do you okay. seriously play these kind of games with people? Yeah, Jerry, I've had things drag out real long. Real long, okay? Yeah. Dude, that's just recruiting, man. Okay. Okay. Next question. No, not really. Next question. It's kind of a political <laughs> question, but it was a. I got a lot of. Uh, I, I I commented on uh, there was this reporter for journalist for the uh, Wall Street Journal. She had oh, a, hot Megan Kelly. No, not not Megan Kelly. Uh, she had a, a long uh, article about why women are not getting into the most senior positions. There was a report that they you know they don't want those jobs. And so she said that's not really the whole story. So we're recruiters, maybe none of us that I know of, you know, work with CEO positions, but is Derek Zeller, is there a glass ceiling? Maybe we're not in a position to know. So you can just say I don't know, but I I thought I'd throw it out. Is there a glass ceiling? You know, Amy's on the line. I think I'm going to 
go ahead and just uh, have her answer that question. Pansy. Because I'm not, I'm not in the, I'm not in the position to say yes or no on that. Anybody? You don't have a womb, so you don't have an opinion. <laughs> no, he's just had no experience. <laughs> I haven't had experience with senior levels. He lacks the moral I, I personally, I personally have never noticed. I've placed VPs. I've he's never an noticed. American. I've never noticed any uh, sexism in, in once. Once the, the, the project manager, the recruiter I was working with, he said, I don't think they want a woman. I said, look, buddy, I recruited this, this woman. She's got a lot of experience. You've got to put her forward. But that was very rare. It's not you know, something that, that came up on a regular basis. Uh, does anybody else have an opinion about that? Glass ceiling, senior positions, are women getting knocked out for non-professional reasons? Amy, apparently you you become the it's, representative. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's never nobody's ever gonna like own up to it and say like that guy specifically said we don't want a woman. Nobody will say that, but I, I think the data does speak for itself. I it's mean, just I, the data I, though. Does anybody I would totally have experience? Disagree. I think that it's true, but the data doesn't tell us anything. Well, I mean, when I say what? that, I mean, like, you can just look at the number of female CEOs or the number of female, you know, senior leaders. I mean, there is a much smaller number for whatever reason. I don't know why. I don't play in those circles necessarily. But, it, you know, it is what it is. So, But what's the solution? What do you think we should do? Everybody you run into is talking about diversity and we need a female candidates and we need a diverse slate and blah, blah, blah. So we're saying all the right things. But it's not actually turning into more female CEOs. All right. Why? Can, can we can we can we back up a few decades and let women go back to dressing sexier to get more attention? So then they maybe maybe get brought onto more important projects because people want to see them in the boardroom and stuff. You're trying to get the show closed down. <laughs> no, I'm saying hey. <laughs> I'm going to say the show's going to blow up with that kind of comment, man. I'm going to move on. It's like you think you guys are you guys are no fun. Derek, seriously, Derek, this is an important thing. Jerry has been accusing me of having a tabloid attitude from the start of the show. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just trying to help you keep it going, man. Yeah. Okay. Time to hire metric. Time to hire measurement. I read that the time to hire, I think it came from Staffing Talk, Greg Dergarian's uh, newsletter. The One of my said, favorites, by the way. The guy said the time to hire metric encourages Dude, recruiters man. to fill a position as fast as they can as opposed to filling it with the best people. Derek Zeller, do you agree? Can you say that question again? If you're a time to hire, the time to hire. You know what that means? How long it takes you to fill a job? TDH is what we call it. If if that's a big issue for you, if you're trying to do it as fast as possible, if the manager says, "Hey, you were too slow on that," then you're going to just start trying to throw anybody in there. The guy said, "This is not a good way to measure your work as a recruiter. Time isn't relevant." Can I ask a question? Who actually is measuring that? Derek. Yeah, you don't. I mean, I don't. I agree with him. Time is time is a relative terminology. You know, it's you're losing money on a project, for example. Yeah, you want to get the person hired as quickly as possible, but you also don't want to go through the same rigmarole of losing the the person or hiring the wrong person, then having to go through the process six months down the road. Huh? Okay, I didn't answer that. I didn't get it. Does anybody else want to answer that, or should I move on? 
Nah, that's a lame question. Nobody's really measuring that, dude. It's a fake stat. But I think it's worth mentioning that there's absolutely no way you can guarantee that no matter how long you take, you're going to have the, quote, best person for the job. There are 7 billion people on the planet. I am convinced that you will never, ever, ever be able to quantify Why are you bringing in those 7 billion people? Lots of them are grandmothers. Lots of them are kids. Lots of them are uneducated. Why are you talking about that? It's stupid. Time to hire is one of the key metrics that they use, and everybody complains about it, but what is better than time to hire? What What is an objective way of measuring the performance of people better than time to hire? We all know it's terrible, but is it the worst that's available? Can I ask, though, who's, who's actually measuring it Michael and who is in charge Michael of it? Cox. Michael Cox it is, is, it is the single It is the single most important metric in big corporations. Michael Cox. It's the one they all Michael hit. Cox. Really? Calling Michael Cox. I'm not yeah, 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 yeah. Right here, right here. Talent that. acquisition leader. Okay? Go ahead. Time you to hire. Say, time to hire, yeah, sure, it's important, but... You know, it's not always the recruiter that's holding things up. So, you know, what's more important than time to hire is filling the damn job. I'm interested in results, but I'd like the data anyway. So go go ahead and measure time to hire, but don't forget to do the real job. But give me okay. the data. Okay. Do the job. Anybody Have else time data? to hire? Anybody else? Data, do your job. Yeah, I can hear you. Who am I talking to? It's Jackie. I came out of the Twitter sphere over women in the workplace and glass ceilings. Oh, oh. my God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I like to stay behind the hashtag, but really. It was hard Is for me to get it saying? together. Like, really? Can you talk a little louder? Can you talk into the yeah, mic? Yeah, I can talk a little louder. Said? That's something no one's ever said ever. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The thing is, what he was saying is the real thing that needs to be measured is the accuracy and how well a candidate's doing versus the time to hire. Because if it takes people a week and it's a bad hire, then it doesn't matter how long or how short it takes people to hire. And I'm willing to bet that the better candidates are probably found in the longer it takes, the longer that a recruiter takes to hire the real best candidate. That's about that. You, you get you get in touch with the most obvious people right away, and they're going to be the likely candidates. After that, it, you're looking for a needle in a haystack. Although I'm not saying you're wrong, sometimes it does happen later in the process when you've learned more about the job and the market. That's when you'll find someone who's right. But it's just as likely, as sort of Amy implied, to happen early on. So well, anyway, going back to that, There's a sweet my spot, reputation as a was one and done. I will send you one candidate. You only have one position. This is the candidate. Everybody else is a joke. And then you send people that are less as worthy so that they can see what you're doing in, in a fast way to compare them against, like, this is the real ideal candidate. Okay. Any, any more on that? Do you have anything else to say, Jackie? I wish you were a little louder. I know people are going to have to strain or I'll have to. I'm sorry, and I'm I'm horrible about it. I'll, I'll do better. You know, like again, I stay behind the hashtag. Okay, that's a little better. I'm glad to have you. It's great. Amazon. <laughs> sorry, it's on every. The other thing about time to hire animal what? is that it does pull back the uh, the curtain sometimes on what the actual issue is. 
for a recruiter, like somebody actually said, maybe it's not the recruiter's fault. A lot of times it's like, well, we haven't hired anybody, even though I've sent over 10 resumes to the hiring manager, and it's two weeks later, and I still haven't heard anything, and yet I was told it was a really hot wreck. Uh-huh. So it can okay. be used in a lot of different ways. Did you say you're just doing sourcing at the present time? Yes. Okay. So are you sourcing on Snapchat? No. Instagram? <laughs> my my 13-year-old is. <laughs> <laughs> Instagram. I'm going to let just let that one go, Gary. So I have to say it again. Are you recruiting on Instagram? No. What about, I read someone said that people like to show off their awards and things like that, so you can actually recruit on Pinterest and Flickr. People put pictures of their awards and and, and, uh, designations there. Uh, Are you using any of those oddball uh, sources? That, you know, no, we, no, we and I work in a much. I, I work in a highly cleared space. Most of my people are not going to be. They don't use Instagram or Twitter. Do they have or any they rarely do. In these in these high security people, do they are they on online at all? Yeah, some of them are. Absolutely, uh, they're on. They're on tools like LinkedIn, for example. Some are on Twitter. Uh, predominantly, though, they they kind of. Stay, as Jackie says, hide behind the hashtag kind of situation. Uh-huh. Online, they're, they're more lurking than actually being engaging, so it's hard to find them that way. Okay. I, I was happy to hear from Jackie. I've known her a long time on, on uh, online, okay, behind the hashtag, so to speak. Okay, last question for me, and then we'll go to Jerry's show. Me, it's, this is called Me versus We. I've seen a lot of contradictory things about this. Some hiring managers, they want to hear a candidate talk about the specific contribution he or she had to a project. I'm like that as well. Don't tell me what we did. Don't tell me what the group did. Tell me what you did. I'm not hiring the group. I'm hiring you. But now I'm reading that there's a lot of managers who want to hear them say, we, we did this, we did that, because they're looking for team players. Uh, do you, have you had any experience? Do you have any preference that way yourself, Derek? I, 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 want, I want to hear this, a, a candidate story, absolutely. I, I mean, that's part of that's not the what I asked. process. That's not what I asked. It's the last question. Stay on target, okay? <laughs> Terribly sorry. I don't understand. Maybe I don't understand the question anymore. Okay, let's forget it. Anybody else got questions for Derek before we uh, move on? Anybody something else? Interesting. Yeah, something interesting. Sorry, I didn't ask any any interesting <laughs> questions. Here's a question. I read an article about power poses. Before you go into a negotiation, you're supposed to stand up with your arms crossed or looking stern. These are power postures, and they change your psychology. Uh, do you ever do that, Derek? I've never done it. No, I've heard of it. I've not. I've never done it. Uh, everybody's heard of it. Does anybody do this stupid stuff? I think that's the problem. Is we keep looking for stupid stuff to promote, as opposed to looking at the stuff that actually helps us on our daily I lives. I know what's. I know what's happening. Everybody's waiting for Jerry's show. Jerry, are you ready? I take a. I take a break to do push-ups sometimes. Oh, girl. Okay, thanks. Thanks, Travis. And Jerry, are you there? Is there an after show? The guy disappeared. You know, I thought everybody, I know everybody's holding their breath to get rid of me now. They've heard enough. They want to move on to Jerry. Jerry's, hey, Jerry's standing up and crossing his arms and going I for I don't know power. what he's doing. 
kind of, you know, he takes, he goes out for sandwiches. Sometimes he has to talk to the plumber or uh, his wife. I remember calls the plumber. Got to talk. Uh, come on, anybody else then? Oh, we got we got one more minute. Nobody. Ten. Nine, eight, seven. Eight, there's so many. I just want to say, there's been so many people on the show. Jim Durbin, Amy Alla, Alejandro Guzmanacha, Michael Cox, Jackie Clayton, first time call. Anybody I miss? It's been lots of, in our, on our star, the fabulous Dur Diver, at Dur Diver, Derek Zeller. Thank you, Derek! There's no after show, okay? There's still a lot of people here. Hang up! Hang up! Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.